This is the Only in Miami show. It's time for the Drastic Fanatic. Hey, where can you find me? At Drastic Fanatic. That's a good one. You're on Twitter too, buddy. Yeah. Live and direct. Always always tweeting the good stuff. Always at DrasticFanatic.com. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. Hey, you know, I follow you on there. Yeah, like you better should. follow me. Everybody should. Not just Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> he is our biggest fan, though. I got to give him mad Not props. Not after the Jersey Shore. You know, he missed you that, that night when the Knicks came to town. What happened there? What happened? Uh, I don't recall the night in question. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's, you know, I'll tell you, man, It's it's been a, a hectic couple of weeks. I think uh, I think we've seen your team throw in the towel, right? Uh, throw it in? I don't know if throwing in is the uh, verb I would use, but... How bad could it be in Knicks land? Well, look, at this point, you just want to see um, who's playing with guts out there and who might be worth keeping for next year and let the ping pongs keep uh, multiplying. <laughs> the ping pongs. <laughs> right? Okay, so, is that what you're saying? Is that your way of saying that Andrea Bargnani is the best player on the current roster? Absolutely. He's our waiver wire pickup of the week, folks. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have a call in. From... Someone's got to score. Might as well be a hit that wet noodle. So. Uh, we're we're going to have a call in and, and talk about the Formula E in a couple of minutes. But anything going on in sports that you want to talk about right now, buddy? It's been kind of quiet, though. We're just kind of like prepping up pitches and catches just showing up uh, along the state of Florida. And March Madness getting ready to rear. It's Yearning up. Yeah, it's a little lull. It's like I said last week, it's a good time to uh, spend QT with your uh, significant others. <laughs> you know, put in the time right now because the madness will start and whatnot and, you know. Yeah, it, it is a big March Madness. And, you know, in Miami, it's not just a March Madness like for sports, but it's March Madness in general. I mean, you've heard all these calls tonight? My God. <laughs> there's so many events going on this week. I mean, there's the Carnival on the Mile. There's Wilkin. It's beautiful out, 80 degrees and sunny every day. Yeah. Only in Miami, baby. Only in Miami. That's that's totally right. And that's why everybody's here, I think. <laughs> Not <laughs> just the sports. <laughs> so what do you think of these Marlins that we have here? Uh, do you think that they're going to be a real contender? I mean, obviously it's well, early to say. Contender, you know, they'll probably be uh, fighting for that second wild card position. Uh, probably right there with my Mets, to be honest with you. They'll probably be uh, coming down to another last weekend of the season and, uh, you know, for, for the last playoff spot possibly. Um, I don't know if anyone could really mess with the Nationals in the NL East, though. Yeah, they yeah. they've got a very strong lineup. They got some pitching. <laughs> I'm not worried about the Phillies, and I'm definitely not worried about um, Atlanta, who no. made wholesale changes. No. So it'll be the Nats, and then the Mets and Marlins shocking it out the rest of the way. Maybe you know, I'm thinking the Mets. If anyone could give them, I think the Mets. If everyone stays healthy uh, from a pitching perspective, and uh, the middle of the lineup could actually get it together a little. Then um, maybe the Mets do give the Nats a little run for their money in the East, but we'll 
see. Jose Fernandez is back on the mound throwing. Matt Harvey's back on the mound throwing. All good signs. So, oh hey, you know, I, I was I was reading that earlier this week. Uh, uh, Mike Stanton actually got got hit by a pitch in a simulated game, and he was okay. Uh, you think that call came from up above? What to go uh, plunk him? Yeah. Just to like, uh, yeah, yeah. hit him in the Three hundred nineteen million. Just check it out a little bit. Kick yeah. the tire. Yeah. I don't know what the contract says. <laughs> he doesn't flinch twice. If you know what I mean. I would. I would have probably tried to see him take a pitch or two before I offered him that money. <laughs> well, you know that's part of what got him to sign. They're like, hey, look, you know, we know that that we people see us as a pretty cynical bunch of of player managers, but we're willing to take a shot. We think you're going to do this, and of course, you know they know him better than we do. Come on. Right? I mean, you would think so. Yeah, you would. I mean, you know, they would know if this guy was... I mean, you know, people change. People always have issues and whatever. But, I mean, you would just... You would think, um, hey, you know, wouldn't these guys at the Marlins know if uh, if we were just going to get a dud, <laughs> so to speak? You know? Look, the, the Marlins needed to make that contract offer to show their fan base that you know, it's really worth investing your time and money into being a Marlins fan because we're going to do it. So we think you should do it. And I think, it's you know, they're trying to send that type of message to the uh, fan base down here. Yeah, well, that's that's what's working so far. It's really starting to work this year, I think. Uh, right. It would have definitely... been nice if they would have done it when uh, Miguel Cabrera was a, was a free agent, but better late than never. Yeah, they learned. And that's important, I think, showing that they're actually learning and not just uh, trying the same thing over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, lip service. They needed to go beyond lip service after the whole uh, stadium fiasco. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're the beneficiaries, and nobody can change that. Um, it's funny because some of my friends uh, are like, hey, when are they just going to sell the team? And I'm like, well, then they're going to cash in. I mean, wouldn't it be better if they just kept the team forever and didn't cash in? Because at that point, you know, they've got our subsidy and they've moved on and somebody else is there. Probably yeah. not as good a deal or debt or whatever. Now they have to cut costs. Well, they did the ultimate pump and dump, you know. Well, they haven't dumped it yet, though. I mean, if they stick around well, for 30 years. Well, they dumped the of the world. Those, that whole team. Well, yeah, I mean, anybody would want to dump the cast of characters that wound up on the Blue Jays, you know. Well, that's what they did. They pumped you with big salaries and names and they dumped them all, right? And now they they got another shot, and they're going to try to win it, win it back down here in Miami. And uh, just to my point, you know, I was just checking the uh, Vegas odds on over-under wins for the season, and uh, the Mets and the Marlins are both at 81 and a half. They're so, both at 81 and a half? Yeah. So that's 81 they to 1? 500. Yeah, following the season. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. There, but what yeah. are the odds? What are the odds of them winning the World Series, and what are the odds of them winning, uh, like the NLCS, for example? Hold on, let me just pull up my bookie app here, quick. All right, Marlins thirty-three to one. Okay. <laughs> the Mets at twenty-eight to one. To to win it all. All. So I I did good then, huh? Yeah. Would you get in on it? 
Uh, I got the Marlins at 60 to 1. 60 to 1. There you go. Hedge. You're going to be hedging at the end of the year. <laughs> 